Welcome to the second and first real episode of Uber Now. I am your host, Uber Hansen. In today's episode, I'm going to cover a topic I'm very passionate about. That's passer rating. If you followed the NFL in any facet in the past 50 years, you've without a doubt heard the term passer rating. You can find it in any box score. You'll hear most analysts speak of it. Um, you can look up career stats and you'll always see a passer rating associated with a quarterback. Uh, Brief kind of overview of what passer rating is. Uh, it's a statistic that ranges from zero to 158.3. Do not ask me why the max is 158.3. I do not know that. I'm sure if I dug a little bit deeper into the mathematics of it, I would be able to figure that out. Uh, it includes completion percentage, passing yards per attempt, passing touchdowns per attempt, and interceptions per attempt into one statistic that is essentially supposed to tell you how good a quarterback was at passing a football. The problem is that it's kind of been misused now for years and years. Um, for one, I see a lot of fans say, well, this quarterback had a higher pass rating than this quarterback. Therefore, the quarterback with the higher pass ratings, the better thrower of the football, or even the better quarterback, which is just incredibly false and incredibly untrue. So before I get a little bit deeper into kind of passer rating in and of itself, let me just say this. I, I'm an absolute lover of statistics. Um, if you followed me at all in the past few years, you'll see me post a lot of kind of ridiculous statistics, a lot of raw stats, a lot of kind of stats that I use in an interpretive way to kind of show things. One thing to realize is stats are just a part of the story. I'm an ardent defender that there's so much more that needs to be discussed than just statistics. You cannot just take a single statistic and say that this quarterback was great because he had a better completion percentage than this quarterback. There's opposing defenses. There's weather. There's situation. There's the stadium they played in. Is it a homer and away game? Um, the, the team around you, it was your offensive line protecting you well that game. Um, were your receivers catching the ball? Were they dropping it? So there's so much more to discuss around statistics in and of itself. However, I'm going to cover pass rating and then we'll go hop back into like context and why context matters. So pa pass rating was essentially developed in the early 1970s. So then Commissioner Pete Rozelle uh, commissioned a commission to kind of develop a statistic they could use to rank quarterbacks. So prior to that, they were trying all these different ranking mechanisms. So they were ranking by completion percentage. They were ranking by uh, passing yards um, and a couple other weird things that they, they did. So essentially what this group of people did that was trying to develop the statistic is they looked at quarterbacks between 1960 and 1970 and said, all right, let's figure out what kind of the patterns are here, what the key statistics are, um, and how they impact the quarterback position. And then let's create a metric based off of that. So that's exactly what they did. They, they took quarterbacks that decade, 1960 to 1970, combined all their statistics and spit out this metric now known as passer rating. One major problem with that, and the first major problem, and probably the biggest problem with passer rating is they set the average quarterback at a pass rating of 66.7. Th that's what the average quarterback was playing at in the 1960s and, and into the early 1970s. Um, in doing so, they've essentially made the statistic that's now 50 years old apply to quarterbacks that played over 50 years ago. 
as everybody knows, that's watched this game, let's say just the past 10, 20 years, the, the game's changed immensely. Not only has the talent level changed, but the game has changed. So back, let's just backtrack about 15 years, maybe 20 years. There was a point in time where if a quarterback threw the ball over the middle of the field, their wide receiver would get absolutely leveled and the announcers would probably blame the quarterback. I actually recount um, one particular game. I don't remember the exact parts of the game. I believe it was Peyton Manning throwing and I think it was Reggie Wayne, maybe Marvin Harrison catching the ball over the middle. Whoever it was, whatever quarterback threw it, whatever receiver caught it, the receiver got lit up and I believe he ended up getting hurt. And the announcers went off and they didn't go off at the the defender for laying out the receiver, the receiver for not protecting himself. They went after the quarterback who essentially left his receiver out to dry. They said, you can't throw the ball over the middle like that. If you throw the ball over the middle, you're going to get your quarterback killed. Why is that important when it comes to pass rating? Well, for the longest time, you couldn't do that. So essentially quarterbacks were they relegated to the boundaries, maybe a couple passes out of the backfield and then the occasional attempt over the middle. But throwing the ball over the middle, you knew that your completion percentage was going to drop significantly. So when you look at the statistics that make up passer rating, what it essentially did is, is it said completion percentage is going to be lower, passing yards per attempt probably lower, touchdowns per attempt probably lower, interceptions per attempt probably higher, which then at the same time reduced passer rating. And historically, passer rating has increased almost year after year since its inception in the early 1970s. To that end, in this past season, 33 quarterbacks qualified as, let's say, passers. Um, what that means is they threw over 200 passes last season. Of those 33 quarterbacks, the guy that ranked dead last in passer rating was Zach Wilson of the New York Jets. He had a passer rating of 69.7. That means that Zach Wilson, who was the worst quote-unquote passing quarterback last season, had a better passer rating than an average quarterback between 1960 and 1970. That's why this statistic has so many issues is because it's so skewed because of that average of 66.7. The one thing I'll say is it can be used as a comparative metric because you're being weighted against the same number, essentially. So you could say, well, this quarterback had a better statistical game. But even to that end, th there's issues because of how the, the, um, the formulas were designed. Uh, the formulas being designed off that midpoint, off those midpoints, off those averages, kind of messes with the number as it gets higher and higher and changes how it should be kind of weighted where, where you know, a quarterback should be closer or further away, depending on how that number falls. All this is to say that the passer ratings kind of become this outdated statistic. There's a lot more to this, too. Um, in the modern NFL, uh, quarterbacks are running the ball more than ever. Um, in fact, if you go back, I'll just use these this four-year span, these two four-year spans, 1994 to 1997, right? And bear with me as I read off these numbers. Uh, quarterbacks ran the ball 4,145 times for 14,503 yards, okay? Fast forward to 2018 to 2021, the most recent four-year span. Quarterbacks ran the ball 6,211 times. That's over 2,000 times more that quarterbacks ran the football. Uh, in the past four years than they did between 1994 and 1997. And they ran the ball for 27,495 yards, almost double the, the number of yards. Why I bring this up is essentially that quarterback running is now an important part of playing the quarterback position. Not only are quarterbacks running the ball more, they're running the ball more efficiently. I use this example. 
you're on the one yard line. A quarterback runs the ball in for a touchdown. Another quarterback's on the one yard line. They throw the ball in for the touchdown. Why does it matter how they scored that touchdown? Well, statistically, it does. A quarter with passer rating, the guy that threw the ball in from the one yard line, his pass rating's likely going to go up. Not all the time, by the way, but likely going to go up. Meanwhile, the guy that ran the ball in isn't going to see a change in pass rating at all. So when you look at somebody, for instance, like Josh Allen, his passer rating always is going to be slightly lower than probably the top end of the spectrum. And that's simply because he's such a prolific runner and such a prolific scorer of the football on the ground. If we go back to last season, for instance, Josh Allen ranks 16th in the NFL in passer rating. He is without a doubt not the 16th best thrower of the football. He's significantly higher than that. So just a few names that were ahead of Josh Allen last season in, in uh, passer rating. Mac Jones. Mac Jones, rookie quarterback, had a pretty good season. Not a better thrower of the football. That was on full display in the playoff game. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is not a better thrower of the football. He, he's he's decent. He's efficient. He, he has a high completion percentage. Um, but he often is relying on his receivers to make plays instead of pushing the ball down the field. And then the one name that kind of stood out to me more than any was Teddy Bridgewater. Um, again, Teddy Bridgewater kind of a relegated to a backup role at this point in time to use passer rating as a metric to say, yep, he's a better passer than Josh Allen. It's just, it, it's no longer makes sense. It's no longer needed in the game. There's a couple other people up there that we could debate about. You have Kirk Cousins, you have Dak Prescott, um, you have Carson Wentz. Um, and then the kicker to all this is number 16, Josh Allen, number 17, Jared Goff. Jared Goff finished 0.7 points lower than Josh Allen. Jared Goff is not 0.7 points lower than Josh Allen, basically in any metric that makes any sense at all. Passer rating has kind of lost its gusto because it ignores these statistics. It ignores quarterbacks' abilities to break out of sacks. It ignores quarterbacks' abilities to scramble when needed. And it rewards quarterbacks for essentially not being aggressive. If I'm just going to dink and dunk the ball down the field, my pass rating is probably going to be higher than a quarterback that's pushing the ball down the field. Um, I, I actually created a statistic. It's called Cuber. I'll talk about that in, in a later episode that covers more of these statistics. But one thing to keep in mind here is that context always matters. You can't just look at a quarterback's raw numbers and say that quarterback had a better game than that quarterback. One example, we use Josh Allen's playoff game where he essentially was flawless. He had more touchdown passes than he had incompletions, five touchdowns, four incompletions against the Patriots, who were the number, I think, three ranked pass defense in the NFL in a playoff game in negative 10 degree weather. An absolutely incredible game. Almost the same game statistically happened just the week before when the Cowboys played the Eagles in Dallas. So it was a home game for Dallas. They're playing the Eagles in an essentially meaningless game. The Eagles trotted out, I believe, their third or maybe even fourth string DBs, some guys that had never seen an NFL football field. Um, and the Cowboys absolutely let them up. Dak Prescott put up massive numbers. I think he had five touchdowns as well, um, very few incompletions. I think he had a maybe a perfect passer rating or very close to a perfect passer rating. Those two games cannot be compared um, outside of statistics. Like if you look at the stats, yeah, the stats are going to point to a very similar game, but it wasn't a similar game by any means. The context that surrounded Josh Allen, the context that surrounded the Bills, everything that was seemingly working against them in that game was significantly higher than it was working against the Cowboys. 
So kind of in summation here, passer rating, it can be used kind of lowly. Like don't, it can't be used as this end all and be all. It can never be used as a stat to compare quarterbacks directly and say this quarterback is better than that quarterback because he had a higher pass rating. It's just completely flawed at this point in time. Um, it's time we move past passer rating. Uh, I'm not saying go to QBR from ESPN. It's a proprietary statistic that they will not release the, the uh, algorithm for. Therefore, I don't personally trust it, but tease their own. And as always, context matters. Don't take any statistic and use it as an end-all and be-all. You must take the context around it because context kind of defines the game. And more importantly than context, more importantly than statistics, if you watch the game, you can very easily see the difference between two players. If you go watch that Cowboys game and watch the throws that Prescott made then compared to the, the Bills-Patriots game in the playoffs, you'll see a significantly different level of play at quarterback. So that's all for this week's episode. Thank you for listening. Go Bills. Uber and out.